Welcome to the Mike Litton Experience Podcast. Mike has over 31 years experience in real estate, finance, and investing. He's passionate about being a father, a teacher, a realtor, an investor, and a leader. Everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. And now, introducing the host of the Mike Litton Experience, Mike Litton. So what is Mike Time? Mike Time is a set of short stories that have happened throughout my lifetime, experiences of mine throughout my lifetime, that have taught me lessons that I hope will be of value to you. So what can you expect from the Mike Litton Experience? You can expect stories that will inspire, motivate, deliver advice that sharpens your focus, as well as providing expert information regarding real estate, finance, and market conditions. Luke Jensen, thanks for being here, buddy. Oh, my thank you Great so to meet you. Yeah, it's so good to meet you, too. So, for the record, welcome to the Mike Litton Experience. For the record, Ryan Lipsy put us together. Yes. Uh, Ryan is a good buddy. I've worked with him for a number of years, and I, I even know his parents, right? Oh, so, gotcha. we have a long, long history. <laughs> um, but we, we interviewed him the other day, he and Haley, his, his business partner, and he's like, you know who you need to talk to? You talk to Luke Jensen. Oh, right? beautiful. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. I'm like, dude, right? So yeah. thanks for being here, man. Oh, this thank is, you so for this is, I'm excited to meet you. I'm excited to hear what you're what you're doing. So as you know from our previous conversation, the Mike Litton experience is about everyone's story, right? Everybody has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. So if you're okay with this, what I'd like to do is I'd like to start with where you were born. Yeah. And then let's go all the way up to today, and then we can talk about the Fatherpreneur, your podcast, and, yes. and kind of how all that evolved and how it, how it came to today. Okay. Beautiful, Mike. I'd love to, yeah. Okay. So where were you born? So born and raised here, man, Chula Vista. Is so, that right? Yeah, exactly. Oh it feels like uh, uh, San Diego, well-known for transplants, people yeah. coming here. Yeah. Uh, but again, if you're born here, yeah. like myself, I'm smart enough to be like, man, this is paradise. I'm not going yeah. anywhere yeah, else, man. Like um, so we, we did move around a little bit. So I moved around uh, again when I got into my like, early 20s, moved to Oregon for a little bit. I played professional basketball in Mexico. Okay. So I lived in Mexico for a little bit, but born and raised here. Okay. We love it here. We live in Coronado now. So what was your favorite thing about growing up in Chula Vista? <sighs> the people. Yeah. The people, man. Just the, the, the connections. I think like growing up, my my parents really stressed relationships, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I'm huge on sports. But they really stressed relationships and then just the diversity of everybody, right? Um, um, growing up in Chula Vista, there's, it's a diverse background it and is. just I love different cultures and you get that walking down the street, dude. Yeah, it's, so it's a melting pot, dude. Yeah. It really is. Uh, so uh, I think that and uh, besides the weather and all that good stuff, um, I, I met my, my girlfriend and then wife. We've been together since we were 14 years old. Oh, my God. So uh, this definitely holds a, a special place in my heart. Absolutely. Um, that's cool, man. Yeah, man. Wow, that's awesome. So growing up in Chula Vista, yeah. You enjoyed the diversity. You enjoyed the different cultures, that kind of thing. Where'd you Where'd you go to high school? Benita Vista High School. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and you uh, played. You played basketball, man. Basketball. Yeah. I became obsessed with basketball because yeah. of my basketball coach. But I grew up playing like baseball and basketball, and my parents tried to get me into volleyball. It was horrible. My yeah. brother, and my sister, great at volleyball. Yeah. I was not. Yeah. Right. And it just I just couldn't get my mind around doing anything else but but basketball. Okay. So that's what I did. All right. Yeah. So you're a basketball nut. 
I love that. My yeah. husband, my, or my uh, son is too. So yeah, I, that's cool, man. So, um, so growing up playing basketball and, and baseball, right? Yeah. Did you ever play football? Never played football. Never. Um, Did it interest you? At the park, I loved it. Yeah. But it was, so when I got to a certain point of, like I played like flag football and yeah. stuff like that. But once we got a little bit older and there was like tackle football, I just like basketball just became year round yeah. for me. And I was like, okay, this is what I love. That's Nothing cool. else matters. Yeah, same thing happened with my son. Yeah. So we did the club thing, we did the AAU yeah. thing, yeah. we did all that. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. So in high school, other than basketball and, and baseball, obviously, yeah. what were your favorite things to do? Uh, hanging out with friends, mm -hmm. right? I, I love my friends. So growing up, um, I, I, I grew up, I still have a learning disability, but it's dyslexia. So mm -hmm. I became very like, isolated mm -hmm. and then I had very few friends growing up mm -hmm. just like people I trusted mm -hmm. right and then so I kept those same friends from like elementary school all the way into high school we became very tight mm -hmm. we stayed very tight uh, we're friends until now yeah and so um, I really trust them so spending time with them doing the normal kid stuff man going out having a good time partying whatever mm -hmm. you know but basketball and then working out for basketball, spending time with my wife, Victoria, which was my girlfriend at the time, mm -hmm. going to the movies, that's where we first met. Mm -hmm. We met at a movie theater down in uh, Chula Vista. Okay. Um, well, we had our first date. We met at high school, we had our first date. There you go. So just all of that stuff, man, just being a kid, mm -hmm. uh, enjoying um, our my friendships, and then, um, I mean, yeah, just it's living a, a good, simple life. That's kind of how we So you play basketball through all of high school. Yeah. It's your passion. Yeah. And then after high school, what happened? Yeah, so after high school, I uh, I had horrible grades in high school because of dyslexia. Not because of it, because I ran away from it. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go to class mm -hmm. and never be called on. But hey, dude, you got to read. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, I'm not doing that to myself, yeah. right? So uh, I, I was like always stressed out in school outside of, you know, playing sports. Um, and so I would ditch all the time, man. I would ditch all the time, so I got horrible grades. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was excelling in the sport and then not excelling in the classroom, so those things always clash, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to do both to get to the next level. Um, so I played junior college. I played junior college one year at uh, Queen Mac Junior College, and okay. then I moved to Arizona to play another uh, junior college. Broke my ankle, my hand in the same day. Uh, I was like, I'm not going to school. It healed up, and I was lucky enough to be able to play professional basketball in Mexico. So I started at a young age. Okay. Yeah, so. so how old were you when you started playing basketball in Mexico? 2021. 20, wow. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. so 21 until I was 25. So I stopped at a young age too. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing. That's yeah, cool. it was so much fun. That's so cool. much fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of challenging times in terms of like learning uh, a lot, like living in a different country and then doing so much on my own, so to speak, like my own growth that way. Uh, it wasn't like a path that I had designed for myself. Right. It was just one of those things that were just happening because I allowed it to happen, first of all. Mm -hmm. Like, I had a design path. Hey, man, go to school, go to junior college, which you need to do mm -hmm. there, make sure you go to class, pass your, and then go to the four year. But no, it didn't work out that way. So I had a unique path, doing things a little bit differently, but I learned so much about myself and uh, about what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, kind of. So it was great. So if you had it to do over again, would you do it differently? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, yes, in terms of I wouldn't run away from the things that I feared. Right. Right. I would uh, have a, I think, more of a, a, a stronger, powerful, powerful dialogue with myself mm -hmm. about, dude, you can do this. 
right? You, you got this. Just face your fear. Like step up. So a lot of stuff that I coach, you know, fathers now and then also with my kids, it's like that is so important to have like that championship level dialogue mm -hmm. within yourself because it's exactly what builds your own story yep. in your mind about what, what you're capable of achieving, which human history, it's anything that you want, yeah. really, right? With the right mindset. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can accomplish so, so much. So I think that, um, anything else, who knows? I mean... Well, you learned a lot yeah. taking the path that you took, yeah. right? Yeah. But I always think it's important to talk about what you learned looking back, right? When you when you look back, what did you learn from all this? What, what would you, is there anything you'd do differently? Is there anything you'd suggest that that somebody who has dyslexia, I have it, yeah. um, and I had the same sort of issues. I had the same challenges um, in class because they would call on me to read and I couldn't read as fast as everybody else. Yeah. You know, I have um, I have ADD, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced of it, right? Yeah. Um, and everybody that knows me is convinced of it too. <laughs> um, but you know, I have ADD and then I'll sit and read a page in a, in a book and I'll get to the end of it and I'll have to go back and read it again because my mind is somewhere else. Yeah, I'm I'm going through the motions, but I'm not paying attention to what I'm reading, yeah. right? Yeah. And oftentimes I'll have to stop, like you know, and, it, and it's I get numbers swapped, I get letters swapped, I yeah. get I get words swapped sometimes, yeah. and I don't remember them correctly, right? So then I have to go back and do it again. Yeah. So everything I did in school and in high school and college and all that. It always took me longer than everybody else, but I just, but I, my parents basically told me, look, it doesn't matter how long it takes you. You just need to get it done. You need to just go do it. Yeah. And whatever it is you need to do, it doesn't matter what it takes. Just go do it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's part of, you know, growing up and learning. Right. So, so you play, you play basketball until you're 25 in, in Mexico. Yeah. And then what? Uh, fitness just became the next best thing, right? Like the natural progression I thought of. Uh, wanting to stay in athletics, mm -hmm. you know, is so I would go and I would play Mexico, stay out there, you know, uh, anywhere from from five to six to seven months, and mm -hmm. then come back and like, what do you do with your life when you're back here? Right. It's like I wanted to help people uh, become healthier, right? Okay. Get stronger. So uh, fitness trainer for since I was 23, uh, going on like doing two decades. I still do a lot of it as well. Um, yeah, it became my life. So I started uh, training people, anyone and everyone. And then I opened up a gym, um, and then just, yeah, it was just all about health and fitness and, and, and just really becoming the best version of yourself mm -hmm. through that. So do you have a, you have a gym now? No, so um, we are in Oregon when we opened it up. Okay. Uh, opened it up with my sister. Um, we moved up to Oregon. This is one of the times I was talking about we moved away. Yeah. And we're like, oh, Oregon's not for us. Yeah. Not going to do it. So <laughs> we moved back and then um, we're like, where do we want to live when we move back, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I'll start working there. So Coronado. We moved back to Coronado, California. So why Coronado? Uh, we grew up, Victoria and I, always loving going there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, that's, as, that's, so when, as you were growing up in Chula Vista, Coronado's very close, but for those of you that don't know, Coronado's close to where Chula Vista is. So, exactly, yeah. yeah. So they're they're right next to each other. It was a, yeah, <laughs> it was a good getaway, too. You're yeah. like, you know, it just seemed like, wow, living here would be amazing, yeah. right? And it is. Um, so I got a job at Coronado Fitness Club, worked there for about uh, five years. Mm -hmm. uh, the staff there, everyone there, amazing people. I learned so much. And then the community is great, too. I mm -hmm. love the community. Um, so yeah, just, I was working 
from 4.30 in the morning to 10 p.m. I was, I was blessed enough to, uh, to, to be able to work that long and have mm -hmm. people who uh, wanted me to train them. Right? So cool. uh, it worked out well. You know? So you move to Coronado, you go to work at Coronado Fitness. Yeah. And what happens after that? So now, I, again, the natural progression, I was like, I need something more. Like, what can I do? Like, what's it? Because. Why? Why do you need something more? I, I think for myself, I was trading a lot of time for, 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 for work, mm -hmm. like for money. I was mm -hmm. trading a lot of my time for money. And I had two young kids mm -hmm. working from five in the morning to 10 at night. Isn't like, I wasn't showing up for them, you know, maybe once a day, like on some days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would take half a day off. And I would be able to be with them. So essentially, my wife was like raising them on their own while I was like doing my thing, doing what I needed to do. You're so, missing them growing up, yeah. And I was, I, I don't, I don't want this for my life, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I'm missing my wife. I love being around Victoria. So um, it's like, you know what? What if I started my own business, or what if I went to school, so to speak, with all these certification courses and stuff like that? I've always loved Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. a huge hero of mine. Mm -hmm. I actually got to work for him for a couple of years during the pandemic. Awesome. Right? And I was like, you know what? I want to do what he's doing. Don't know what that is. But I know that there's something besides just the fitness. And I love the motivation and the mindset. And I learned so much when I was, when I was training people, just listening to their stories, all of their, you know, all their joys and what they're doing with their life. But also some of the problems and how they're trying to solve them when it comes to business, when it comes to their personal lives and how they're making all of this work, right? Yeah. I was like, cool. That's I want to get more into that, right. and I want to treat this like a sport because it is right in my mindset. Mm -hmm. So, I got a couple, a couple of different certifications: leadership coaching, uh, life coaching certifications, and um, I was like, I'm gonna move into this, mm -hmm. right? So that, that's what I moved into next. Is um, I created this thing called the Heroic Method. Okay. And there's these four systems that I coach people on. Okay. But yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it was the next thing that I knew for myself. It made sense. Uh, it was very scary because mm -hmm. I was leaving something that I uh, worked so hard to mm -hmm. grow. And then it's like, dang, I, don't, I have to do this again. Mm -hmm. right? Start so over again. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, but it makes sense. And I don't know so how it does. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What, what did you do for Tony? I was one of his coaches, so okay, uh, cool. Peak performance strategist, I think okay. the title was, okay, which is amazing, right? Yeah. So you go to one of Tony Robbins' events, mm -hmm. um, whatever one, like you, like Unleash Your Power Within, David mm -hmm. Destiny, Business Mastery, you go there and you're like, this is incredible because mm -hmm. you learn so much, mm -hmm. right? You get into a peak state. He's really big on that. You learn best mm -hmm. when you're moving, just like in sports, mm -hmm. right? You learn so much about everything because you're, you're sensory, like your awareness, you're just completely immersed in the moment. So people go there, they fall in love with the process, or if they're like, Dude, I want more of this, mm -hmm. then they sign up for coaching. I was one of the people who coached, the okay. people who wanted more of it. Cool. Um, so yeah, it was great. Coached, at uh, one point I had like 120 clients, and there was like people from all around the world yeah. I was coaching. So again, understanding different patterns, uh, different mindsets, different cultures, all the stuff that I love. This is great, man. Mm -hmm. This is incredible. So it was a great time. It was a, a great learning experience because uh, you learned so much because you had so much to work with mm -hmm. and to work for. Yeah, it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So I um, was certified by Tony Robbins in oh, Sales Mastery okay. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 32 years ago, yeah. 33 yeah. years ago, wow. 33 years ago. Yeah, so um, that was quite an experience. Oh. It really was. Um, so 
So you so you get so you get certified. You start coaching, mm -hmm. right? So you leave Tony Robbins mm -hmm. and you start your own business coaching, yeah. right? And that was how long ago? Um, so I've been doing like so 2016 is when I started coaching. So I'm okay. coaching. I got my certifications, and all that stuff. Started my own business. So I was coaching like peak performance leadership style. Mm -hmm. And then over the pandemic is like where I had a chance to work for Tony Robbins. Like mm -hmm. I applied. And then like a year later, they, they answered back. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'm not going to just, I, I got to do this. I have mm -hmm. to do this. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like a calling. And so I started doing that. And then within a year and a half of doing it, I was like, there's just a, the next big thing for a family. There's like a hole in my heart, mm -hmm. right? In my soul that I need to fulfill. And it was coaching fathers. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that. So I've been doing it for about uh, three years. Okay. Coaching fathers, like specifically fatherpreneurs. Okay. So... Let me ask you this. So you so you start in 2016, start your own business 2016 coaching. Mm -hmm. And you you start you start coaching, you coach all the way up to the pandemic mm -hmm. or through the pandemic. Yeah. You hear back from Tony Robbins, you go over for Tony. Yeah. Uh, which obviously sounds like changed your life, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And and then there's you feel a calling. Yeah. And the calling is to work with dads. Yeah. What what brought that on, do you think? Um Honestly, because I, I I crave meaning more than anything, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the moments that like shaped my entire life is when my father passed away. Okay. So he passed away when I was uh, 24 years old. That's why I walked away from going overseas or going to Mexico to play basketball because I wanted to be around Victoria, my family. Um, and and when as he was passing in the room, there was there was I think like 20 people, mm -hmm. right. And there was 20 people in this hospital that the hospital room, mm -hmm. and um, everybody was just embracing the moment, embracing each other in that moment. And I was like, "That's it. That's like the ultimate legacy you can actually leave. Is this these meaningful relationships, mm -hmm. right? So there was something there that I knew that was bigger than him just passing. Mm -hmm. It was I was obviously sad, <laughs> very sad, but I was also very inspired." Because I knew what my calling was for the rest of my life. And I, it was like up to me to create that it, however I, I saw that would actually like fulfill this, this feeling that I was having. And I was like, my, my brother, sister, my mom was there, aunt, uncle, and then friends of the family. And then friends that he had a special relationship with each one of these people because he lived a certain way, mm -hmm. right? Doesn't mean it's right for everyone else, but he lived a certain way and he really cared. Like I was saying before, he stressed relationships, mm -hmm. him and my mother. So I was like, I truly believe that the most meaningful role I could ever be is a father and a husband. Mm -hmm. So I agree I, with you, by the way. You, see, exactly. <laughs> so it's not like, yeah, I'm coming up with this like amazing yeah. idea. Right. It's like, it's so real for so many people, but it's like, how do I actually like elevate my game in fatherhood, but also lead a, a, a mission-driven career. Yeah. Or if I'm a business owner, have a, you know, and then staying fit, and then being able to have this mindset and this dialogue in my mind where I need to continue to upgrade this version of myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm ahead of the game, and I know my kids are always watching. Right. So that's when I was like learning all these strategies I had before I was coaching people then with Tony Robbins and then just bam, it just hit me the pandemic I was coaching through the pandemic 
and I was really getting frustrated because I was so used to being around people and doing things. I'm confined in this area, so it's like a lot of soul searching, right? Mm -hmm. I was stuck in our we were stuck in our apartment, so it's yeah. like pandemic so affected people in a really it, all of them yeah. in a different way, yeah. but it affected people. Yeah, all big time. You know, it changed. I mean, people started like you're saying. People started looking in. They started figuring out. They started re-examining what was important. They start. I mean. It was amazing yeah. how it, how it's affected people over the you know what I'm learning anyway about how it affected people. It's yeah. remarkable. It's same same here. Yeah. Yeah. Here. So so you make the decision mm -hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna coach dads. Yeah. Which by the way I couldn't love this more if I tried. <laughs> but you're gonna coach dads. It's it's a big thing for me. Um, part of what we're doing here is we're telling everybody's story, right? Yeah. But we also have a thing we we do called mic time. And my time is literally my friends and family and people that I've worked with um, and people I work with today, they'll have a rough day mm -hmm. and they'll call me up and they'll go, I just need five minutes of my time, mm -hmm. right? The, the world's beating them up, whatever. They come, they call me and we spend five, 10 minutes on the phone, put them back together, send them back out there, right? They're, they're re-motivated, they're ready to go, they're inspired, away they go, yeah. okay? And so I hired a coach, who, by the way, is going to be on our podcast on Thursday. Oh, we are doing on Thursday. Uh, Sam Crowley's his name. Sam's had his podcast downloaded over 20 million times. Wow. He's been on stage with Tony Robbins. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, super good guy, right? Um, Sam, we're interviewing on Thursday. Sam uh, is big about doing a podcast or dropping a podcast episode every single day. Hmm. So I get on the phone with him for my first coaching call, and he's like, so what are you doing? I get the story thing, I get the interviews, but you're not gonna post that every single day. I said, no, he said, well, what are you gonna do? And I said, well, I, you know, we, we should do something that's similar to what you do. He does a 10 minute thing every day, oh, beautiful. five days a week. Yeah. He takes his, his little iPhone, and he has his coffee, and he goes down to the Dunkin' Donuts down the street from his house, sits in the parking lot in his car, and, and does a podcast. Oh, man. It's just great. him, yeah. right? And he's talking to us, yeah. okay? And so I decided to, 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 to emulate that, and we're calling it Mike Time. Mike Time. Well, a big part of Mike Time, and people now know this that have been listening, but a big part of Mike Time is I am passionate about being a dad. Oh. And I'm big about, my kids are now 23 and 24 years old, right? And I'm big about dads getting involved in their kids' lives. I believe that dads are not as involved as they should be, and parents, period, are not as involved as they should be. And it's a real passion of mine in terms of, I think there are certain things that I can teach them about the way I raised our kids, and things that I've learned now that I'm on the other side, right, about that. You with me? Yeah. So it's a real passion of mine. So it's that's what that's I I'm gonna I'm gonna bet you that's why Ryan put us together. But I that's, that's awesome, that. dude. That's awesome. So so you decide to coach dads, which I could not be more excited about, um, and and it's something that's big on your heart. So you start coaching dads. How is that? So you mentioned something about areas or groups or something. Tell us about yeah. tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So again, uh, a lot of time when we think about coaching, we think about like personal coaching, mm -hmm. which is great. I still do, right? I call it father premier consulting, mm -hmm. and that's like more. Then why do you call it that? Because we focus a lot on themselves and then their business, okay. and becoming a business owner, not just a business operator, okay. right? So it's more of like in tune, like hey, um, it's a longer process, a year long process, right? And then we just go really breaking down a, their business. So it's only for fathers 
who own businesses. Do you mind if I share something with you? No, please. I love that name. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> no, I love that name. Entrepreneur is one thing. Yeah. Okay, but a fatherpreneur, the father part's coming first. Yeah. Okay, which yeah. is exactly the way it needs to be. Yeah. There are way too many of us, me included, okay, who have owned businesses that were big businesses. I owned one of the largest real estate companies in North America, okay, at one time for 18 years. And there were times when I did not get to see my kids as much as I wanted to see my kids. I was not a fatherpreneur. Being a father was a big deal to me, but it was not the first thing. It needs to be the first thing. I love that name. And here's the deal with me, with, with my situation. I gave up radio in 2014 so that I could go chase my kids around in high school. Oh, I wanted to be that dad that yeah. was at every game that I could possibly be at. So when they looked up in the stands, I was there. Okay. And I turned out to be that dad. I was a giant pain in the tuchus, <laughs> right? I was on the board of directors from yeah. the school system, the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my daughter cool. called me. My daughter called me a few years ago and she said, dad, I just did a presentation as a freshman in college at the time. She said, Dad, I just did a presentation to my class. And I said, okay. And she said, while I was up in front of them talking about our family, it dawned on me that our junior, my junior year in high school, we were the perfect family. I hope one of your kids calls you and says something like that to you <laughs> one of these days, okay? I'm not kidding you. It's one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. And I, I stopped and I said, okay, why did, why, are you, why did you say that? And she said, why do you feel that way? And she said, think about it. You were on the board of directors. You were the voice of the of the White Tiger football team. Still am, by the way. Oh, right? She said, you were up in the press box calling play-by-play. I was on the sideline cheering and was the captain of the cheer team. Michael was the MVP of his basketball team. Mom was the president of the PBO. Wow. My junior year in high school, we were the perfect family. Yeah. Now, what do all of those things that I just mentioned to you have in common? They all are about us being involved in their education, okay? Actively involved, yeah. being that dad yeah. that I'm talking about, right? Being, for lack of a better term, a fatherpreneur, father okay? Where the dad thing is first, the business thing is second. It has to be that way. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna lose your kids, okay? I sat with the founder of that charter school system. I interviewed him a couple weeks ago. And I told him, I said, coach, the thing that's absolutely completely clear in that conversation, in that story, is every single one of those things we were doing were at your school. At the school you created, literally 30 years ago, right? The school you created all those years ago, every single thing we were doing was about our involvement in that school. Yeah, man, that's beautiful. That was her perfect, that she was, we were the perfect family your junior year in high school, yeah. okay? That's the kind of stuff that juices me. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's beautiful. So it's fatherpreneur. Yeah, fatherpreneur. What I love what you're saying is too. It's like, so if you look at your family as a team, mm -hmm. right, and then you have a game plan because you understand an outcome or you have a mission, mm -hmm. it allows everybody to work together. You're able to have a different conversation. You can right? rally together. Yeah. Exactly, because it's not just about our feelings. Right. It's not just about us. It's for a bigger, bigger uh, purpose. Right. And like, where do I fit into this purpose? Right. Obviously care about your family's feelings and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but it's about, let's move forward. Mm -hmm. Let's actually grow something. Let's actually get stronger. Let's get fitter. Let's get, uh, be a part of a community. Let's, 
be part of this education, but let's Absolutely. keep this together, yeah. right? Um, yeah, so it's, it's a beautiful thing. And again, it's such a big, big topic. What we stress is like it's team, mm-hmm. right? And not just about what, who's living in our house, but also around us, mm-hmm. right? So my kids play basketball. I'm their basketball coach as well, but there is a varsity basketball coach. I coach the JV and the middle school team because that's, you know, my kid's age. And I look at the varsity basketball coach as being an extension of what I teach in my household, Mm -hmm. right? So I rely on these different people in the community to be able to support, all right? And you have got to actively, you have to actively pursue that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just happen. Sometimes it does, but Mostly because you, you're, this is part of your guys' mission mm-hmm. or your family's mission. And mm-hmm. I love that. Well, the biggest part of it is the coach isn't raising them. You are. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. But you're using what the coach is teaching. Yeah. You're aware of what he's teaching. Yeah. Right? And you're using and utilizing, for lack of a better term, leveraging what the coach is Absolutely. teaching. Right? And you're literally sitting with your, with your son or your daughter and you're saying, okay, coach is saying this. This is how it applies to you. This is how it applies to life. This is how it applies to what we're doing here. Yeah. Right? That's a, that's a big, big deal. It's yeah. a big deal to be, and I'm, I'm by the way, I know you can't tell, but I'm incre- I hide it well, but I'm incredibly passionate about this. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the fatherless society, yeah. okay, and the, and the dads who are there, but they're only there in title. Okay, they're only there, they're occupying a space in the house, yeah. but they're not literally raising the kids. Yeah. Okay. That's a real issue. That's a real challenge, and that's why, that's why we do the mic time stuff. That's why we're. That's why I'm sharing all this with people. Uh, I I called on a sign. This just this just happened about a month ago, a month and a half ago. I call on a for rent sign. That's in front of a house in Carlsbad for a client of mine, and I'm on the phone with him for over an hour. And nearly the entire time that I'm on the phone with him, he's asking me parenting advice. He's got an 11-year-old, 13-year-old, and 15-year-old. And he's asking me, so when they said, when your kids said this, what did you say? When your kids said this, what did you say? When your, and I I literally said to him, I said, I didn't say anything. (laughs) And he goes, what? I said, I didn't say anything. I asked them questions. So when they said something, I asked them questions, okay? And he goes, Mike, do you have any idea how brilliant that is? And I'm like, no, not really. What are you talking about? He goes, you raised your kids using the Socratic method. I knew I did it, but I didn't do it thinking I was raising them with the, in the Socratic method, using the Socratic method, right? Yeah. I just know the power of questions, yeah. okay? And this is true today. If you, if you walk up to a toddler two-year-olds throwing a fit and you walk up to them and just get in their face and go, what's wrong? They'll stop crying. They'll look at you and they'll want to answer you. They may not be able to answer you. Uh They'll want to, but they, right. They forget what they were upset about. Yeah. They literally just look at you like a dog that's heard a sound for the first time. Right. You come out of the womb programmed to answer questions. I promise you. Okay. So client of mine a few years ago, sitting at breakfast with him, and he's completely checked out. He's not focused on me, he's not, I mean, he just mentally just left me, right? I'm like, dude, Vince, what's up? Yeah. What's up? He goes, well, he goes, you know our our firstborn? I said, yeah, he goes, you know he's one? Yeah. 
He said, I'm really concerned, Mike. I said, what? He goes, we're having a conversation right now about what's wrong with him. I'm like, what's wrong with him? He goes, he hasn't said anything in two months. Two months. I'm like, no, no, you're not talking about the same kid. This is the same kid that I get on the speakerphone with you, and they're riding, he's riding in the car with you, mm -hmm. and he's literally talking all this baby talk, yeah. trying to be in the conversation. I would have conversations with him, Luke, yeah. over the speakerphone. Oh, man. Right? I'd have conversations. I'd just ask him questions, and he'd be back there in the back answering in his car seat. Yeah. Okay? I'm like, we're not talking about the same kid. He goes, yeah, we are. Two months, he hasn't said a thing. I said, well, let me ask you a question. When he wants something, what does he do? He said he points and he grunts. It's okay. When you go home at the end of the day, what do you do? He said, I go home. He comes and runs up. I, I grab him. I hug him. I give him a big kiss. And I talk to him. I said, okay, stop doing that. What? I said, stop doing that. He said, which part? I said, well, give him a hug and a kiss. <laughs> right? Be excited yeah. to see him. Yeah. But start asking him questions. Don't say a thing to him. Start asking him questions. He can't answer. He can't answer. Okay? He doesn't know the English language yet. Yeah. He can't answer. But ask him questions. Just nothing but questions for the rest of the evening. Okay? Okay? And I said, and when he points and grunts, by the way, I did this when I was a baby. When he points and grunts, make him tell you what it is. He's going to cry because he has you trained. He's got you wrapped around. Okay? You, he's going to cry. Let him cry. Let him cry and agree with Bama that you're going to do this, okay? It's a big deal. you got to get on the same page with your wife, right? But make him tell you, okay? Two days later, I called him. I said, so how's it going? He goes, well, we're not worried anymore. I said, why is that? He goes, we can't get him to shut up. <laughs> That's, it's so powerful, The right? power yeah. of questions, questions. Yeah. is a huge deal. And yeah. you know who I learned that from? Tony Flippin' Robbins. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I didn't know anything about sales. I knew nothing about sales, yeah. Luke. And then I get I get certified in sales mastery by the master himself. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And what I learned was sales is not what I thought sales was. Okay? And I learned that I need to go to work figuring out, if I'm in sales, I need to go to work figuring out what's going on with, with whoever my prospect is and figure out a way that whatever I have to sell can help solve whatever their challenge is. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay? That's sales, one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. It's not any different when you're a dad. It's not any different. You're sitting with them, and you're asking them, what's going on? Why are you down? Why are you upset? Why, you know, what happened today? Okay? And you're pulling out of these children what's really going on with them, and then you figure out a way to solve it. Yeah, yeah. That's sales, dude. Being a dad isn't any different, yeah. okay? My kids, when I was growing up, my, my sister and I fought like cats and dogs. And I told my, my wife, I said, when the kids come, we're not, that's not going to happen. They're not going to fight. They're not going to fight. So I told them from the time they could understand the English language, I said, what's your job? Be nice. Your job is to be nice to your sibling. Okay? Every single time they got in an argument, all right, you two, in here now. They'd come in, sit with me, and I'd ask them the same question every single time, their entire childhood. What's your job? Be nice? Great. Is what you just did to your sister or to your brother an example of being nice? No. What should you do? Say sorry? What else? 
They'll do it again. Okay. Fast forward. So they're, they're babies. Fast forward to Michael 17, Madison 16. We're at a 3,000 square foot house in Escondido, California. And I hear an argument upstairs. I'm like, all right, you two, down here now. They come down, they sit with me, say, ask, the same, ask them the same question. Yeah. Same question been asked on their whole life. <laughs> two days later, I'm driving with Madison, who's 16 at the time, and getting her permit. And she said, Dad? I said, yeah. She said, a couple of days ago, when you called us down? I said, yeah. She said, we'd already solved it. That's the moment I knew that I had raised them the way that I should when it came to, to conflict resolution. Yeah. Okay. Just ask them a question. It takes effort because we're all about talking to them as parents. We're all about lecturing them as parents. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Sit with them and ask them questions. Stay curious. Okay. Stay in curiosity. Stay out of judgment. That's the key. Yeah. I'm absolutely convinced of it. Can you tell I don't care about this? No, I, exactly. I was right. just like, oh my gosh, this guy is. Yeah. Right. It's crazy, right? So, so you're coaching dads, yeah. father brewers, right? What's the key to the coaching? What's the key to you helping these people go to where they need to be? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is the mastermind is great. So mastermind coaching because we're all learning from each other, right? Yeah. And um, it's, again, understanding what we're focusing on in a seven-week time frame. Okay. And I think it's huge to be able to break up your year into seven-week time frames. So we call it in-season. We're in-season for seven weeks, okay. and then we take a three-week off-season, right? Okay. And it's continue to repeat that process. Every single seven-week, we focus on, like this last one was mission. Mm -hmm. And then what's the mission in our marriage? What's the mission in our health and fitness or our muscle? What's the mission for our money? What's the mission for the impact? And we're able to dive really deep, like just below the surface, and what is really important to us. We want to have a heroic mission in, in our life because without a doubt, that's what's going to keep us hungry, wanting more. Now, do you get deep one-on-one -on -one, or do you get deep as a, as a mastermind? Both. Wow. We have to. I mean, so I, I think that's the only way I really know how to... <clears throat> Again, going back my when my father passed away, mm -hmm. I was just like, this whole life thing is real. It's mm -hmm. going to happen. Mm -hmm. I truly believe the greatest impact that we can leave is the memories that we leave with our kids. Mm -hmm. Right? We have this. I one, couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing because it's real, mm -hmm. and that's what that's what we all want is attention. Mm -hmm. But like really, like intention about or attention that's intentional mm -hmm. with with how can we excel? How can we improve the quality of our relationship? So uh, we have this, I call it the you, the you Are the One Challenge. Okay. And it's writing your fatherhood manifesto, right? Okay. I'm, I'm on a mission to a million. I want a million fathers to do this. Okay. And all you're doing is you're writing a hundred things I want my kids to know. A mm -hmm. hundred things I want my kids to know, right? And we break it down ten at a time. But it, what we've really learned is that it allows you to dive so much deeper. At the beginning, it's like, you know, what I want my kids to know, listen to your mother, take out the trash, all of this stuff at surface level stuff. Mm -hmm. And as we go along on this process, they understand so much about who they are and what their purpose is as a father. Mm -hmm. So they develop this philosophy for themselves. It's really nothing that I'm doing, the framework in encouraging and accountability and making sure that we're getting it done because when it comes to coaching, we've got to move forward. Yeah. Right? We have to. We're here for a reason. I'm not here to mess around, right, so mm -hmm. to speak. But... Doing the the your the fatherhood manifesto, it allows people just to really develop their own philosophy for life. And when you do that, 
you become this heroic leader. Ultimately what we want is to take complete ownership of your life and to become this leader and you're leaving a path for your kids and your team to follow. Um, so yeah, so just different, we dive deep on different areas. We call it mission, muscle, money, and marriage. Those are the four, what I think, are the four most meaningful areas in the father's life. And I have these four systems that support that. Okay. One of it being, hey, let's develop this manifesto, this philosophy. Mm -hmm. And doing it there, and you start developing a mindset. And it's fun because it's playful too. It's, you want to write down silly things, either mm -hmm. memories or just like jokes, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? So each father gets to like dive deeper, like what would I really want my kids to know? I remember my father passed away. That was, the hardest thing was you're, you're left with a sense of wonder. Mm -hmm. Like where did he go? If you're religious, you, you think you, you know, like mm -hmm. he's in heaven. But like, what, I wonder what he thought about and in these moments in life, if you have this to refer back to, at least you know like, man, this is a, a memory that we share together and allows you to dive deeper as, as, as a kid and as a child and you get to develop your own philosophy as well as well so i think it's really important um and that's why it's a, it's for the heroic father it's our mission to get to a million fathers that's cool yeah. i love it i think like it's and again it's like something that i offer for free that's why it's like anyone can do it it's really important and it's like the soul of of, of my business so you have a podcast yeah and it's called so it's called the Fatherpreneur Game. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the Fatherpreneur Game, okay. and how long have you? Or so where where can people find your podcast? Is it? Yes, it's like on Apple. Okay. To like iTunes, all the all the platforms. Okay. So so anywhere you get podcasts, you can. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Okay. So how far into it are you? How, how many how many episodes do you have out? Yeah, so I think, I, I mean, I'm pretty new at it. I think I have like 13 episodes. I just interviewed. Wow, uh, we're almost exactly the same age. Oh, hey. <laughs> I, think, I think we're at, I think we're at 10 or 11. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I just, So we're brand new. Yeah, so, okay. It's good. I, I love the process. So at first I was doing like fatherpreneur hot seats, I would okay. call it. And I would just interview people on, on Zoom, right? And I called it a Zoomcast. Yeah. So uh, the fathers either I was coaching or fathers that, you know, own businesses, like, hey, I want to learn more about them. So I developed these 10 questions. I would ask them, like, rapid-fire questions, right? Okay. And they would answer as quickly as possible. Then I was like, this is great, but I need a longer framework. It's mm -hmm. kind of like you were saying before. Yeah. You know, you only get a small amount of time, but it's all surface. We want to dive deeper. So um, having the podcast allows me to do that and to really get into uh, the mind, the soul, and then and, and the mission of, of the fatherpreneur. Well, I... I feel like, and again, I'm, you know me now, you've met me, um, I feel like people listen to podcasts and they connect yeah. with people's stories. Yeah. There are people that are gonna, that are gonna identify with you, yeah. right? They were basketball players, they lost their dad at 24, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. There are things that, that you're doing and you, from your story, they're gonna connect with you and get inspired, I guarantee it. So that's one of the reasons why we do what we do. And if you can, if you can get to a, then I just want to encourage you, if you can get to a point to where you go deeper with these dads, right? There are going to, there are going to be people out there that are going to connect with their story. There are going to be people out there that are going to connect with the experiences they've had, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I truly believe that that's, that's why we're doing this. That's why we're sitting here. You know, I, I, 
I know for a fact, and I've talked to a lot of people over the years, that they heard an interview that I did on radio. They heard somebody's story, they read a book, they listened to a book on tape, whatever. There's just something about somebody's life that is somewhat similar to theirs. I shared with you Alan Nevin and Sergey Brin, right? Yeah. It's people connect in different ways, right? Um, and it's amazing how tiny this world is. It's absolutely amazing. So I'd like to encourage you to get as deep as you possibly can, right? So, um, so you're 13 episodes in. Yeah. Congratulations, by Thank the way. That's much. awesome, dude. Thank you. That's awesome. So, um, so where do you want the podcast to go? In other words, are you trying to? So I understand the million father thing, right? Yeah. Is that the is that the goal of the podcast? Is to enroll a million fathers? No, the, the goal for the podcast, it, and I, it doesn't matter if there's one or a million people who listen to it, is to bring the hero back into the family and really highlight the father that I'm interviewing. Is, is I, I just love the idea of like, okay, I, I look at these sports stars as idols. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I want that same kind of feeling for the father mm -hmm. that I'm interviewing because mm -hmm. it's the most important role that we'll ever have in our life. I truly believe that. Um and so that's the main focus is to extract as much wisdom and knowledge that they possibly like as they have into this 45 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. And then like you were saying, there's stories where the power is mm -hmm. and it's going to resonate with other people. That's exactly what I want. If it can connect with one other father, okay. right? That's the most important part of the podcast. You'll change somebody's story. life, dude. I, I mean, that's what happened to me, yeah. right? It's happened to me. And, and so... Th that's exactly what I want for the fathers because a lot all the fathers that I'm connecting with coaching whatever who are interviewed on the podcast are so amazing mm -hmm. sometimes they just don't take the time to actually recognize that yeah. and you listen to them and you're like my goodness mm -hmm. right this yeah. is like gold like how far you've come mm -hmm. or what you've accomplished or not even that just how real and vulnerable you're being right now is what's going to be the catalyst for other people. Yeah. And that's where, where the power is for me. Like, just like you were saying. Yeah, I couldn't agree um, more. People's stories are so powerful. We act like we it's reserved just to be told in, in, in movies and everything, but everybody is like a walking, talking, brilliant piece of energy. Mm -hmm. And it's like when we allow them and experience it, that's exactly where we find the power in ourselves. Like, yeah, they're God's miracle, dude. Exactly. They really are. Yeah. And you know, I, I was I was sharing this with with my children the other day. Actually, um, we had an opportunity. To, we don't because they're older. You know, they're twenty three and twenty four. We don't have an opportunity to, to spend time with them. Yeah. All of us together, right? Well, the four of us happened to be together the other day, and we were sitting at dinner. I mean, Half Moon Bay, believe it or not, um, at one of our favorite places, Sam's Chowder House. It's if you ever get a chance, you got to go. It's amazing. Um, so we're sitting there having having dinner, and I just told the kids, I said, you know. Everybody on this planet wants to tell their story. Mm. Everybody on this planet wants to tell you what's going on with them. Yeah. You just have to give them permission. Okay? And oftentimes, it's as simple as sitting down with them and going, so what's the latest? Yeah. What's happening with you? What's up? And then you just kind of shut up and let them talk, right? <laughs> it's Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's literally like that, you know? Um, and they, the kids were just sitting there looking at me like, where's this coming from, you know? But it, it's, it's, to me as a dad, I'm never stopping 
the educational process, mm -hmm. right? I'm never stopping, this is what life is about. This is what you're going to encounter. This is, you know what I mean? This is how you tackle whatever, you know? Um, and every once in a while, my son will call me and say, Dad, this just happened. What do I do, right? The other day he called me and he said, this just happened and I knew exactly what to do. How amazing is that? That's, yeah. You know, I was able to arm him with enough in the way of wisdom for him to be able to handle it. So that's what a father does, okay? That's what a father does. Yeah. And it's a big, big deal what you're doing, man. I could not be more proud of you. Oh, thanks, man. Thank I'm you so super, much. I'm super, super excited for oh, you. Oh, thank you, man. So is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, You know what? It's, again, uh, I think just just having the the courage wherever you're at if you're a father to step outside yourself and look at yourself as the greatest leader your kids will ever have yeah. and ever know and to really bring yourself up that way and tr start treating yourself um, mind body spirit treat yourself like you're 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 their guide right yeah. you're their hero and they're going to follow you. They're constantly watching you. They are. Um, and they're listening. And they're listening. You know, they're sponges. How yeah. are your kids? So we have a newborn. Hey, congratulations. She's, Allie is like, Allie Rose is 20 days. Oh my goodness. That's oh awesome. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I'm like, that's a right now. Thank you so much. Um, Carter's 10 and Noah's 12. Oh. Right? So two oh. boys and a girl. We got a girl. Um, yeah, so Allie so, Rose. Allie Rose. What a beautiful name. It, it's yeah, she's she's so beautiful. Just like the whole experience again, because it's been what ten years since mm -hmm. I even held a baby, right? And now I'm holding her all the time and mm -hmm. everything and going through the whole process again. Um so I, I feel like um re-energized, mm -hmm. right? Like okay, it's it's yeah, it's, feel that way. and it's just like, man, I just gotta continue to connect with what's going on in here, so I'm able to support what's going on out here. Um, so yeah, again. So if somebody's interested in coaching yeah. with you, yeah. how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so all the social media platforms and the Heroic Father, but also uh, HeroicLeadershipLLC.com is my website. Um, so yeah. HeroicLeadershipLLC.com. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the Fatherpreneur. The Fatherpreneur Game. The Fatherpreneur Game podcast. Podcast, right? Yeah. So Fatherpreneur Game. Okay. Yeah, and then and then all, all that good stuff. I'm sure if you just do even one of them, it'll connect you with all of them. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, the biggest thing is that that you are the one challenge. I think it's I mean it's really start promoting it uh, these next couple coming weeks mm -hmm. um, to get it out there. And uh, I encourage you, I invite you to to join me in that. It's a beautiful experience um, to build meaning and. Um, to really just just step up and, and arm yourself with uh, with this role of uh, fatherpreneurhood. A million fathers. A million fathers. I mean, I'm doing it because, man, That's you have awesome. to, right? It's a yeah, constant absolutely. quest, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks Thank for being you, here. Thank you, Mike. Thank you it so much for having me, man. Thank you very much. You're awesome. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mike Litton Experience. If you did, do us a favor, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program, and wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. And that's a wrap. Another episode of the Mike Litton Experience in the books. Reach out to Mike on Instagram at Litton Realty. Want to meet with Mike? 
Check out calvinly.com slash Rio 760. 